and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Bristol Myers Squibb Company, ticker symbol BMY. Bristol Myers Squibb is a pharmaceutical business that's known for paying out high dividend yields. It's also made a number of high profile acquisitions in recent years. And in stark contrast to the S&P 500, Bristol Myers Squibb is up 12.5% so far this year. Currently, they are trading for a stock price of $70.16 per share. Over the past year, they're only up 8%. Going back three years, they're up almost 13% compounded annually. Over five years, that's only 2% compounded annually. Over 10 years, here we're more at average, about 7.5% compounded annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, Bristol-Myers Squibb has compounded at a rate of 6% annually. Keep in mind that this is not including their dividends. Currently, they have about a 3% dividend yield. Bristol-Myers Squibb has seen a drawback from their recent 52-week high. They're down about $10 from that, and they are up more than $17 from their 52-week low. They are a very large pharmaceutical business. They have a $148 billion market cap. For some background about the business, Bristol-Myers Squibb discovers, develops, and markets drugs for various therapeutic areas such as cardiovascular, cancer, and immune disorders. A key focus for Bristol is immuno-oncology, where the firm is a leader in drug development. Unlike some of its more diversified peers, Bristol has exited several non-pharmaceutical businesses to focus on branded specialty drugs, which tend to support higher pricing power. The company sells its products to wholesalers, distributors, pharmacies, retailers, hospitals, clinics, and government agencies. The business was formerly known as Bristol Myers Company, and the company was founded in 1887 and is headquartered in New York, New York. So over the past few years, Bristol Myers Squibb has made some key acquisitions. Back in January of 2019, they acquired Celgene for $74 billion. In October of 2020, they acquired Myocardia for $13 billion. And just this year, in June of 2022, they acquired Turning Point Therapeutics for $4 billion. They've spent a ton of money in the last few years alone making these acquisitions, almost $90 billion, and they have a market cap of $148 billion here. A large percentage of the business's capital is riding on the back of these acquisitions. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are going to be performing the Select 6 analysis taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Bristol-Myers Squibb based off of their business fundamentals. This analysis is still evolving, and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into it. Starting off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. The reasons for this are that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital, so by asking for 14% here, we're looking at businesses that are twice as good as average. So that's going to build in some margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Then secondly, over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are captured here by return on capital. So Bristol-Myers Squibb had very high, well above average returns on capital prior to their acquisition of Celgene in 2019. Since 2019, they've been steadily increasing their returns on capital. They earned about 11.5% return on capital in 2021. And over the last 12 months, they've earned about a 13% return on capital. So over the last five years, Bristol-Myers Squibb earns 13.99% returns on capital in an average year. 
So we are tantalizingly close to the metric we're looking for here at 14%. But unfortunately, we're going to hold firm. This is going to be an X to start off here on Bristol-Myers Squibb. Can't get much closer than that. Metric number two, we're taking a high-level look at the cash coming into the business. We're looking for revenues, net incomes, and free cash flows who have grown over the last five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are up for a check, and if even one of these is down, this metric is going to be an X in its entirety. No surprise here that with these big acquisitions, Bristol-Myers Squibb has grown all three of these metrics. Their revenues have more than doubled over this time frame. Their net incomes are up by about seven times, and their free cash flows have more than tripled, close to quadrupled. So big checks here on the backs of those acquisitions. Metric number three here, we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. So this builds off of the previous metric, but here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the company based off of their per share metrics. So this metric includes both their earnings and their shares outstanding. Based off of their earnings, not surprising that this metric is going to be a check as well. One thing to note here is that over the last five years, Bristol-Myers Squibb has diluted existing shareholders by about 32%. So they've been issuing shares as part of those acquisitions. So a big part of valuing this business is going to be understanding whether or not management did a good job in making those acquisitions. Did those acquisitions add value based on the price that Bristol-Myers Squibb paid for them? So that's something that's going to be an absolute key as you research more into the business. This is another check here on metric number three. Metric number four, we're looking for five-year free cash flow per share growth. Again, here, this is going to be a check. Over the long run, these numbers should more or less balance out. And so as an individual shareholder in Bristol-Myers Squibb, in 2017, you were entitled to $2.57 of free cash flow for each share you held in the business. And at the end of 2021, you were entitled to $6.86 of free cash flow for each share you held. So this has more than tripled over this time frame. Again, even with their dilution, this is very strong to see here, and this is another check. So far through four metrics, even though we were so close on metric number one, we've got three checks. Metric number four, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow that they've generated in the past five years. So this helps us evaluate whether the business is using excess leverage or not, we don't want to be invested in overly levered businesses because those are going to be the companies that do the worst during economic downturns. At the end of last year, they had $28 billion of net debt. Currently, they have about $30 billion of net debt. However, over this time frame in the last five years, they produced $46 billion of free cash flow. So that has been more than enough to be able to pay down all of this debt. And that's not even considering that a lot of this higher free cash flow in recent years is likely to persist into the future, given the fact that they've expanded their business by so much. A very strong check here, Bristol-Myers is going to have the opportunities to use the bunch of free cash flow that they have left over after paying off all these debts. So free cash flow can be used to pay down debt, make acquisitions, reinvest back into the business, buy back shares, or pay dividends. And ultimately, a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until Judgment Day, discounted back by some reasonable interest rate, is what that business is going to be worth. So they have flexibility when it comes to how they spend their free cash flows. Strong sign here on metric number five, and through five metrics, we've got four checks. Finally, the big metric of them all, metric number six, we want their average free cash flow yield relative to their total enterprise value to be above 5%. 
So this is going to give us a slight risk premium to the risk-free rate, which ultimately is going to potentially give us a reason to be interested in the business. We're using total enterprise value here because it incorporates both their market cap and their net debt position. So this is going to be more reflective of economic reality and it's going to be as if Bristol-Myers Squibb were a private business. So currently they have a total enterprise value of about $178 billion. And as we found out over the last five years, they've produced about $46 billion of free cash flow, which means that in an average year, they're producing about nine and a quarter billion dollars of free cash flow. So when we divide that average free cash flow of nine and a quarter billion dollars by $178 billion of total enterprise value, we come out with an average five-year free cash flow to enterprise value yield of a little above 5%. So this is going to be a check here on metric number six. Another thing to note is that because of these recent acquisitions from Bristol-Myers Squibb, they have significantly increased the amount of free cash flow that they're generating in their business. So in the last 12 months, they actually generated about $14 billion of free cash flow. So based off their current free cash flow yield to their total enterprise value, that would actually provide a yield of about 7.9%. So that's even higher than their average metric here. And so either way you slice it, it looks like the business is strongly cash flow generative relative to their enterprise value currently. Here we're taking a look at their dividend profile. They have steadily increased their dividends per share in each of these past five years, and they've steadily increased their free cash flows per share in all five years as well. So this is an excellent sign to see here. Currently, they have a 3% dividend yield. It's great to see that their dividends are supported by their cash flows because people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yields. If a business's dividend is part of the reason that you're interested in the business, you should be checking to make sure that those dividends are supported by their cash flows, as is the case from Bristol-Myers Squibb here. Great sign to see. The other thing we can notice is that the percentage of their free cash flows that they're paying out as dividends has also gone down over this time. So they have even more of a gap to be able to potentially grow this dividend now and into the future. So that's not a guarantee. This is a five-year historical snapshot, but that looks like a good probability. Then finally here, we're using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Bristol-Myers Squibb. So starting with the current amount of free cash flow that they're generating per share, and then using a growth stage for the next 10 years with a growth rate of 3%, which is based off of their historical abilities to grow free cash flows over the last 32 years. Then adding in a terminal growth stage where we assume that the company stays flat for the next 10 years. If you wanted a 10% rate of return using those growth assumptions, which give us a baseline into the future based off their historical numbers. However, you need to confirm or disconfirm these for yourself. As a discounted cash flow model, as with any model, totally depends on the inputs into that model. Then if you wanted a 10% rate of return over the next 20 years for Bristol-Myers Squibb, it looks like a fair value for the business would be about $66.5 per share. So you'd have to come down about 5% from today's current prices to attain that 10% rate of return going forward into the future. Keep in mind that this would be including dividends, so we would not want to be doubly counting dividends here. At today's prices, again, based off of these historical assumptions, which are assumptions that need to be checked, you could reasonably expect about a 9% rate of return if these baseline assumptions held true into the future. So both this discounted cash flow model and this analysis as a whole are not financial advice. They are not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Before considering investing in any security, 
please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. This type of analysis is meant to be a holistic starting point to help you determine whether it's worth your while to dig in and learn more about the business. The best way to do that is to dive into the company's 10Ks and read through some of management's recent earnings call transcripts to get a better sense of the opportunities and risks associated with the business and to understand how management is approaching capital allocation going forward. These big acquisitions have been a huge part of Bristol-Myers Squibb's growth over the last several years or so, so it's really important that you understand whether these have been value acquisitive for existing shareholders and what management plans to do about this going forward. So in summary, Bristol-Myers Squibb checks the box on five out of six metrics. They were almost a perfect six for six, but they were also tantalizingly close on their average returns on capital being only 0.01% away there. Over the last five years, on the back of some major acquisitions, they've grown their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows. They've also increased those per share metrics. Despite taking on a good amount of debt to support those acquisitions and diluting shareholders over this time frame by about 30%, the business is still generating a strong amount of free cash flows that have increased in all five years, and both their average and current free cash flow yields relative to their total enterprise value look attractive based off of that 5% metric we're going for there. So they could potentially offer an enhanced risk premium in that regard. Then looking at their dividend under the hood, it looks like their abilities to pay and increase their dividend are well supported by their cash flows based off of their past performance. And finally, using a discounted free cash flow model based off of historical assumptions that need to be validated independently or invalidated by yourself, then it looks like at today's prices, you could reasonably expect about a 9% rate of return going forward, including dividends over the next 20 years for Bristol-Myers Squibb. If using those assumptions, you wanted a 10% rate of return, you'd have to wait for the business to fall by about 5% to about $66 per share. One of the keys here for Bristol-Myers Squibb is to understand those acquisitions in more depth because the company has certainly done a lot of them and they've devoted a and they've used those as a way to grow their business, devoting a big percentage of their overall net worth to be able to do so. Again, this type of analysis is not financial advice, it is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security, and before making any sort of investment, please consult with the properly registered financial professionals. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Bristol-Myers Squibb Company, ticker symbol BMY. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Bristol-Myers Squibb with me, and have a great day.